Hello there, you are very welcome to Over the Wire, the podcast from the Anderson'stown News and BelfastMedia.com. I'm James McCarthy, and if this is your first time joining us, we are marking 50 years of the Anderson'stown News by looking back at the stories and the people who have made our pages over the past five decades. This week, we are turning to 1988, and what I think is fair to say was one of the darkest few weeks during the conflict in West Belfast. On the 6th of March that year, three IRA volunteers, Sean Savage, Daniel McCann and Maraid Farrell, were killed by the SAS soldiers in Gibraltar. Ten days later, their funeral took place at the Republican plot in Milltown Cemetery. As the third coffin was lowered into the ground, Loyalist gunman Michael Stone launched a gun and grenade attack on the crowd, killing three men and wounding around 60 others, including a pregnant mother of four, a 72-year-old grandmother and a 10-year-old boy. In the weeks that followed, the Andersonstown News launched a fundraising effort to raise money for the families of those who were killed in what would become our first relief fund. For this podcast, I am joined by our very own Sean McShine, who was part of the paper's management team at the time, alongside his brother Seamus and the late Basil McLaughlin. Sean, you're very welcome to the podcast. How are you keeping? Dead on, thanks very much. I have a wee um, sort of thing up, I maybe have to press something here. Uh, that's it now. Well, doing well, thank you very much indeed, James. I've never met you before, but it's nope. nice to meet you. It's always nice to meet you as well, Sean. I've heard a lot about you and I know all the team have been delighted to hear that you're coming on to the podcast. And there's been a lot of people saying to pass on their well wishes and hoping that you're great. So yes, it's glad to hear that we're you're doing, doing well. very well myself and, and Mara doing doing great you know mm. and uh, just thinking about um the relief fund I think I'm the only ones left among <laughs> among the people who were involved with it Des Wilson God rest him uh-huh. and Liam uh, another man Liam DeRice Liam Rice was uh-huh. involved named DeBorka and Leo Wilson all all away we lost uh-huh. him also I think I'm the, I'm the only one left you know maybe maybe there's more about but there were, there were great great times because uh, we were involved in doing something for the community mm-hmm. and doing something for the people who had lost their loved ones, which was very, very important. Mm-hmm. Now, it must have been quite a time to be managing a local community paper during that period. But how difficult was it to portray the emotions of the community through the pages of the paper? Well, uh, you see, the Anderson Town News was set up about 1972, we as Gallegory become involved in about 1975, mm-hmm. so it was always community based. So, on uh, that particular day, uh, that particular day, we were working in our offices at Owen Vatter Buildings above uh, the shops there, mm-hmm. and uh, the, of course uh, the news filtered through that there was something terrible that happened down and uh, after, uh, during the funerals down in Milltown of the Gibraltar people. And um, there's actually, I think, uh, my remembrance is that one of our colleagues was there. I'm, I'm not too sure, but he, he was at, down at the funeral. And uh, it, I think there was a photograph of him actually carrying behind a, a, a headstone or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the information filtered through and then eventually it really, you know, was terrible. Because there's one lad called um, McInerney, and when he was a bit younger, he actually sold papers for me down in, in Devil's Flats mm-hmm. and knew his mother very well. So um, it was an F. Keevan O'Brady, of course, 
his mother was from a native Irish speaker from Donegal, and we, uh, we, uh, our children here knew knew that family because we used to go um, to swimming down the falls, falls uh, baths, and the whole O'Brady family were all there, just very young at the time. So there was a, that that personal thing, and of course, um, in, in those days, there was a lot of things that people couldn't claim for. By one way or the other, the, the British government had more or less, um, I think it made it more awkward. So it was important that people had some sort of uh, recourse to, to, to um, some some sort of a fund, you know, and that, that was a great experience to be able to do that. And the response was unbelievable, unbelievable. And you get that generally anyway with tragic things that people are very, very good from from here. Uh, Belfast, away as far as Dublin, though, and the musicians here, you know, you had Anya Andrews and Myra Andrews, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, that brought everything uh, to the front. You know, it was absolutely marvellous. And when the atrocity of Milltown happened, I'm sure the tensions across West Belfast became quite heated. Now, we all know, as you'd mentioned there, the people of this area are among some of the most generous on the island and would go out of their way to help anyone in their hour of need. But how was the decision then taken to launch this relief fund? Well, uh, you have to go back when I said it was more, it was awkward for um, for people to try and get some sort of recompense for financial, because things had made, been made so difficult uh, by by um, the authorities that if uh, I remember one person in particular who had been shot out of by Dundonald, he was a taxi man, and because um, they deemed that he wasn't, um, I don't know what exactly it was all about, but he wasn't, and he wasn't uh, um, uh, entitled to any 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 uh, financial aid. You know, it, it was a way I think of. Um, you know, keeping a check on on the local community and keeping a check on people and making them feel that they're, they're always doing something wrong. You know, and they weren't they weren't um, going to gain anything from it financially. You know, it was a, a whole sort of a, a you know a whole awful situation to be in that uh, you demonise people. And then you, you, a lot, a lot of a lot of that comes out. A lot, a whole lot comes out of that. So, um, you know, we, we come together as a group, um, of course, the Adams Town News and those, uh, those other um, a couple of the cartons, et cetera. So it was a natural thing to do. You know, I mean, we, we, people were doing that in Adams Town all the time. Like if you, if you um, and you, must, you get that through a, loads of communities. You get people, uh, you know, collecting for cancers and doing this and that and the other thing, you know. So like, people are not immune to what's happening around them. It's very, very important. Like if you look at the Anastasia News, even the present day, you see all different functions for this, that and the other thing. Always been there. And even even going back when um, you had, in our communities here, you had St. Vincent de Paul, for example, and they were, I, I do a collection of St. Vincent Paul and the Irish Language Master and St. Brady's. I mean, people are always willing to help people. I mean, I mean that that's Christianity. If you have any, if you have a Christianity, if you don't have Christianity, whatever you call it, that, that's it's nice. It's nice to be able to work among their community. Mm-hmm. 
And I just want to explain then how the committee was formed and how it was the, the decision was taken as to who would be on the committee. Well, um, well, the Addison Town News, of course, uh, put their feelers out, and uh, the, there was a, a respect, a well-respected uh, older people, you know, same age as myself, married, but and um, you know. We had Des Wilson, of course, he, he was writing an article in the paper and respected, very much respected in the community. And then we had Liam de Borca, uh, who had worked at one stage for Eastwoods, who were in that uh, premises that where Westwood is now. Mm -hmm. And then we had Liam, Liam de Borca was an accountant. So it was important till that things would set up that were genuine, they weren't flyby nights. And, you know, that, that was very important. And then we had Liam Rice. Actually, Liam uh, actually worked for us. He was our, our accountant in the Anderson Town News. And Leo Wilson, of course, was a great, great character, a great character, very steadfast. These, these people were respected in the community, and they all come on board. And myself, of course, and uh, I was a wee bit younger, you know. Uh, I don't think I had much heart as the age even, but... I was, you know, it was just great to be working with people who had worked all their lives in the local community. It's so, so easy as that, you know. Um, it was a great, great to be able to, I remember going to a couple of functions and presenting a check to uh, a couple of the families and all. And it really, you know, it was really, it, it wasn't a financial thing really in a way. It was to do with, um, it was to do with showing respect for the people. Uh, who and the bravery of those young people who that day like, confronted this person think of that like and didn't know it was in front of them like you know there was hunger days or stun grenades or whatever it was and uh, this person it, it, it was felt like a you know you sort of potted out some way and then uh, they unfortunately it was all it, it was all relief and they died and uh People forget about that, their bravery of those young people. Mm -hmm. And number one, they were trying to save their own community, of thousands of people there. And they were the ones young, young, and you think when you're young, you do anything. And unfortunately, they paid the price. Because uh, at that stage, there was talk that uh, he, the, the, the shooter, had ended up going down, was close to the, the, the M1, and he ended up going on to the M1, and he was collected by the security forces. I don't know if that's true or not, or whether it was uh, just that the Peters had been involved at that stage and informed, and that they come along uh, to, to to arrest him. I just don't know, but it was really confusing. Like I mean, I think of the bravery of those young people. Like I mean, if that was anywhere else in the world, they would have statues up to them. You know, they would have statues up to them. Mm -hmm. And as always, the people of West Belfast and beyond rallied around and began to fundraise. Um, just want to explain a little bit about some of the events that took place and how the money was raised. Yeah, well, we had the, the felons, of course, Calmay Mill uh, and, and then Calmay Mill Lodge up uh, at, uh, I suppose, up at my Tunbrook or so. And, uh, you know, there was a... a a fellow called a piper called Sean Potts. He come and he was uh, there was a whole um, folk night and the felons, etc. And then people are sent send small donations in, etc. You know, so um, 
I think there's one, I think I remember there was one situation, it was a £1,400 was lifted in uh, some called GA club down Middletown, Middletown Road. I mean, you could, you know, at some stage it had to end, if you can understand, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, we just can't go on and on. Is that people are jealous? And, uh, you know, these, and in this community here, there's so much unemployment as well. I mean, that was a big thing to come out and support this and whatever few pound you had to give to it, you know, because there, there wasn't an abundance of uh, of employment in these areas because it was always just on the other side of Belfast, the same goes, you know, and heavy trades and all that type of thing. So, um, you know, it was that community spirit. How can you beat that? How can you beat helping your 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 the, the person who lived beside you lives in the next street? And you know, that was part of our upbringing in a lot of cases. You know, I remember down the old falls, they never called it the lower falls, they always called it down the falls, and that old community of St. Peter's, etc., where my grandparents come from. That if somebody in the street, for example, was at, at themselves or maybe were sick. And the person next door would have brought them in about a soup or something. You know, it was that strong community and religious aspect of things, you know. So um, it was only natural that people would carry that on uh, in later years, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, the fund closed at the end of September that year, having raised over £18,000, which I can agree with you was quite a substantial amount of money, which was then distributed to the families of those who were killed in the atrocity. But how would you yeah. describe the legacy of the fund? Well, uh, it was a boost to the community, to everyone. And, and that 18,000, um, you know, I mean, it, it had to have, have some sort of um, uplift to people that they weren't on their own. You understand? Mm -hmm. That, um, you know... There was somebody thinking about them, and uh, that was actually great, great. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, if you lose a loved one, no matter who you are, where you are, or what colour you are, or what politics you have, I mean, that is traumatic. That is traumatic. And to lose someone in, in a situation like that at a, at a funeral, and then, you know, go out that morning and you, you know, go to the funeral and then get the word that, they're, you know, they're dead. I mean, it's difficult to cope with that. So we were there as some way of maybe um, giving them some sort of financial support and moral support. That's important. Moral support is very important. Um, so, Sean, I'm afraid that is all we have time for. Thank you very much for coming on. And also a big thank you to each and every one of you for listening along at home. Until next time, Slán agus Bánacht. Slán, Slán.